It's radio personality Elizabethany. Uh, we hung out in DC and now I moved to Atlanta and she's on the radio here. Um, I reached out because recently she shared news about her and her husband starting their family and they're doing it in an unconventional way. Here's my episode with Elizabethany. Hi, you look so beautiful. Thanks. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> How are you? I'm good. How are you? How's Atlanta, right? Atlanta, where you are. How about that? I, yeah. I'm driving <laughs> and I kind of said it in the intro. I'm driving and I know your voice is so like distinguishable. It's like the best radio voice. And I was like, that's Elizabethany. It has to be. And I'm like, no, it's like, it's like the pop station in Atlanta. And you never ended up saying your name. And I messaged you after the second time I heard it. I was like, I swear to God, like you're, <laughs> you're on in Atlanta and you are. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. I don't say my name that much in that show. Every other show I do. I don't know why. It's just habit. I saw you last two years ago on the beautiful holiday of National Margarita Day. We celebrated together. Uh, We made margaritas. We played games. And this was 2020 because 2021 National Margarita Day, I sat on my ass by myself at home and drank a margarita by my damn self. (laughs) And almost like when you say two years, I'm like, that actually doesn't seem... Like, I kind of thought it was longer ago, but I have no concept of time at yeah. this point. It was COVID and your wedding had been postponed, but you have since had the wedding. How is it yeah. being a newlywed? The same. The same. <laughs> I mean, like, I don't, I, I think the honey, well, we didn't even do a honeymoon. We did like a 48 hour mini moon and that was cute. That was different or whatever. Cause, but then as soon as I come back, it's like, we're back into the same life. We didn't move. We, nothing changed. We're the, like, <laughs> I'm now starting to work on our taxes together. And I'm like, this is the most married life thing I've done. Yes. <laughs> but he has a Do ring now. You had a ring before he has a ring and you get to say my husband. I love that part of it. Like when you date someone for a while and he's like, this is my husband. No, it's <laughs> like, I, so a lot of people felt that, but I was, it was so weird to me. Like I couldn't for the longest time, if I said it, I had to be like, husband. <laughs> like I couldn't, I couldn't say it just natural. Um, and I think that's just because like my whole life for a long time, I was like, I refused to call anybody my boyfriend. And then even when we got engaged, like no one knew that he existed. He went from, be- I went from being single to engaged. Like there was no, in between. and you met him like in your and, apartment complex, right? Like you guys sh- lived in the same complex. <laughs> yeah. He was my neighbor. We, our front desk girl, like I came home crying one night. She was like, well, cute boys moved in upstairs. I'll introduce you. <laughs> like, <"All right." laughs> and now he's your husband. <laughs> yeah. I love it. He was so sweet. Um, so how long married? Just a few months, right? Four months, four yeah. months. So settling into married life and we can get into it and you're taking the next steps as one does mm-hmm. as a newlywed. And you start talking about family and you recently announced that you're going to do it maybe in an unconventional way. Yeah. So, and it's funny because I feel like most people you don't write as soon as I get married, you don't ask them about kids right away, but <laughs> we're 34 and 35. Like it's plus we were together for a long time. Again, we've basically been married for a long time. So now it's time to make it happen. Let me just say I dated Marcus for 10 years. So when we got married, yeah. I got, I had a Maya right away and people were like, Oh, you didn't wait at all. You just got married. And I was like, no, I, same thing. I'm 34. And I was like, we've been dating. So why it's, you said nothing changed. 
So yeah, you're ready. Right. It's like, at this point it's legal. Let's make the next step happen. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about the next step. So we're hoping to do it via surrogacy. Um, not because I'm unable. I mean, maybe I am, I don't, but physically doctors think that I am probably able. Yep. Um, but mentally I do not believe that I am. Okay. Um, Mentally let's, let's get into this. So, so, and this is something like, and I told the doctor this a couple weeks ago and she thought I was lying. She thought I was crazy. I was like, I've known that I was not going to have my own kid since I was 12. Like when I turned, not when I turned 12, when I was 12 years old, I remember being at home being like, I'm only going to adopt or somebody else is going to have my baby. Like I, I knew it was never coming out of my body. Right. And everyone tells you, Oh, you'll grow out of it. Like as soon as you get married, you'll be like, Oh, I'm a grown woman. Now I can handle it. But like part of me thinks part, there are parts of me where like, okay, maybe we just try one time. And if it happens, like it's fate and I can handle it. But even when I say that, like my stomach turns, I'm like, and not the good kind of like butterfly cute turns. It's like, I'm sick. Yeah. (laughs) I'm proud of you. Just like being that self-aware that you're like, no, like it's not like nerves about it or something like this is not something that I want for myself. And the people that have anything to say about it, ultimately at the end of the day, this is your body and your choice. And no one else should except your husband, I guess, should have any say in it. Like, I mean, you can have an opinion, but like the only thing that I could think about like sticking somebody is if they are struggling with infertility and all they want to do is have a baby. And then they hear your story that you're opting for surrogacy. Have you had any like shame or hate from women who all they want is to carry a baby? No. And honestly, when I, it's so weird to say that I announced it. Cause really I was just saying that like, I'm starting a journey, but, um, the whole reason I'm talking about it from literally, I said it before I even had my first fertility clinic meeting, um, because I knew that I was going to need help getting through it. And I was going to want to meet people going through it too. Um, I really did expect a lot of people to kind of have judgy things. Yes. I knew that I was going to probably hurt some people's feelings who just want to be pregnant, but like, I haven't gotten any of that actually. I love um, that. Everyone's been really supportive. I got, there was one woman who Rosemary, I'm going to say bless her heart. Cause <laughs> she seems like someone who would say bless her heart. She sends me this email and she's like, it's so great to hear that you're moving on in the next step in your life. So I'm like, Oh, this is a great email. And then she's like, I hope that you listen to this podcast with an open heart. And she links me to a podcast. I go to it and it's all about how surrogacy is corrupt and it's a business that like no one should invest in and whatever. And I'm like, I'm not listening to this. Yes. You've made your decision. And it's like, I don't even know what her goal would be there. Her end goal. Like it's your body and your decision. Anybody that tries, you can't talk someone out of it. It's like, what do they benefit from getting you to not do surrogacy? Like, I don't see what somebody would get out of that. Like, Oh, I stopped one. Like you're, are they going to carry the, like, what, how does this affect anyone except you and your husband? Like it, it doesn't right. affect anybody. It's your body and your choice. And whoever, whoever carries the kid too. But again, you assume like we're paying them. You, they're volunteering to do it slash with the payment. Do you have a surrogate? No. You're in the process yeah. or did I hear maybe your best friend? No, I had some friends that were kind of like 
lightly offering it, I guess. Um, <laughs> How does one lightly offer up their womb? You know, like they say, like, I would carry your baby or they say, like, I would consider carrying your baby. And then you're like, well, and we'd pay you $50,000 or whatever. And they're like, holy shit. Yes, I'm going to carry your baby. Wow. And then and then it comes time to it. And it's like, you know, their husband doesn't really want them to or. Yeah. You know, it's a commitment that like they didn't really think. <laughs> They said it after a couple of margaritas. They were like, that sounds great. And then they were like, well, yeah. So, I mean, whatever, like I'm never going to pressure someone to do it, obviously. And I do think it's important because I think, again, I I said that I've kind of thought about this since I was 12, but so many people, if you can save money, so many people, my age, our age, whatever, saving money for houses, like Mm -hmm. you put a down payment, every dollar that I send, I'm like, this is paying for our baby. Like, and I said a couple months ago, I was like, we finally have enough money to pay for the baby. Yeah. You've been planning for and, this. You've been saving for a while. This is something, this is not a new situation. Right. And yeah, it would be great to put it on a down payment of a house <laughs> or I could keep renting and just get a baby. Yeah. But that's so, what it like. Do you think about like, when you say like, get a baby, it's like, you'll just get a baby. Like, I mean, obviously yeah. be a part of the process, but like, was most of it good when you say it's a mental thing? Cause I have a lot, I think you mentioned something with anxiety. I struggle with anxiety. I am on Zoloft for my anxiety. And it's when you said that, I was like, that's actually super interesting because I never told people I struggled with anxiety before I was a mom, because I guess I didn't even realize, I mean, I've always been kind of like and anxious, but not like I had what would have been a full blown panic attack on a plane with my daughter. Um, and if I was not the only person that was there to care for her, it, they would have had to like, take me off the plane. Like I started like thinking about all these scenarios as a mom and like, she was a, an infant and like, how am I going to get her off the plane? And like, what if everybody stands up and just started my anxiety was a hundred times worse when I became a mom. So if it's something that you're struggling with now, I, and I talked to a lot of people, like not even just like a short-term postpartum anxiety. I mean, my daughter's six and I'm still on Zoloft. <laughs> like it yeah. accentuates any anxiety that was kind of like sitting there before. So, I mean, I think that's a valid concern. A lot of the doctors have asked me like, if you have anxiety now, do you think you can handle a kid? Yeah. What I'm worried about First of all, I just hate, I hate medical things. It freaks me out. I don't, I have a panic attack every time I even think about a hospital. Um, mm. Did something happen I, when I, in your past? Like, did something happen? Like, do you have like a traumatic experience with a hospital doctor? Not really. Like I had a bad shot back in the day, which yes. I'm definitely afraid of needles because of that. But the, the hospital thing is kind of weird. I went to go visit a friend in high school who had been in a bad accident and I didn't know what a panic attack. I know that my mom has them, but like she never explained what she was feeling. I just knew that she had to lay down or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I was in the hospital. She's like not doing well at all. And her mom's in there and I just start dripping sweat. Aww. And I like, you know, I feel like I'm going to pass out. But I'm trying to keep it together. I'm like, it's not about me. We're here to visit this girl who's just been in a bad accident. And I actually never ended up saying anything. I just all of a sudden was like, I got to go to the bathroom. I got to leave. I'm so sorry. This is such a quick visit. Went and got water, like barely made it back to my car and told my mom. And my mom was like, that's a panic attack. 
Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, bullshit, I don't want to have another one of those again. So I'm just going to stay um, out of there. <laughs> That's yeah, a thing, though, like like times, husbands that with their wife is in labor, like they have to sit down like they're about to pass out. They kind of like take it on. So, I mean, I've definitely heard yeah. of that. Yeah. Wow. And then another the second time I had one was actually not even in a hospital. I was just I was on top of a I was in line for a water slide. And this woman had a bunch of scars on her neck. Mm. And I just like you know, you, you see a scar and no matter where it is on somebody and you just automatically wonder like what happened. So uh, as soon as my brain goes into like seeing mm. blood on her neck, my, thank God we were next up on the slide. Cause I told my boyfriend at the time, I'm like, I think I'm about to pass out. And he was like, just get on the tube, go down the oh, slide. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> I, this is rational. Like I completely am understanding like why you would have concerns because it's like, once you're pregnant, if you try to like talk yourself into it or a doctor talks you into it and then you're pregnant and feeling this way, like how trapped and just like horrible that would be. So like the fact that you're self-aware enough to know, like, no, this is what happens to me. So I'm not going to put myself in this situation or my child in this situation of it to even attempt it. Cause it's not like, well, I'll see what happens. Like you're, you're, this is a concern and I think it's valid. It's not like the pain or any, it's not like having the child. Like people like, yeah, birth. and that's what I've said to Dr. Stew is I'm like, I, yeah, of course I'm afraid of birth, but I think every mom is afraid of birth. That's not what's different. I about wasn't. Me. And I was wrong. Really? I was not at all. I thought I was so wrong. Like I thought it was like holding <laughs> a plank. I kept saying like, it's like holding a plank, like mind over matter at the gym. If they're like two minute plank, it hurts. Like it sucks. And my whole body's shaking, but I'm like, I, I'm not going to fall. And I, I thought that that was what I was going to do in labor, like it's going to hurt, but it's kind of like, whatever you just get through it. And like Marcus should come on to tell the story. Like he was like, you, I was like, he was holding me up by my arms and I was falling to the ground. Like they were like, walk around. You're only two centimeters. And I'm like, walk around. Like I couldn't even, every time a contraction came, I would just like sink into the floor. And he's like carrying me around <laughs> two centimeters, Elizabeth, me too. Um, and then they were like, we can't even admit you until you're three. And I was like, well, what am I supposed to do? Like, I can't go home. And they were like, they didn't send me home. Cause I was in such pain. So I was like going in being like, I don't even think I need an epidural. Like I'm going to be fine mm. to be begging for one. And they were like, we can't even admit you right now. We can't give you an epidural. Like you, you're not even admitted you're two centimeters. So I was so wrong about it. It, it was, it's the worst, it was the worst pain. And then you have another child. Then you remember like, oh shit, this is, this sucks. Um, my yeah. husband was asking yesterday, he, he said, when you have a baby, do you feel immediate relief? Like as soon as it comes out, like, is it yes. like a good poop? <laughs> yes, it is immediate relief. But until then it is like, you have like bad periods, like cramp, like it feels exactly like a period cramp that like has gotten to a point where it like, it, just, it feels exactly like period cramps, like in your back and in like where, right where you get, I guess your ovaries, like where you feel the cramping, yeah. but like times, I mean, I get, have really bad cramps anyway, but it's just, it doesn't release. Like it doesn't let up until that contraction is done. And then in like 15 seconds, I could like see that I'm like, Oh God, it just came back. So there's, there's no recovery. Cause as soon as you make it through one, it starts again until mm. you get an epidural and then you literally feel nothing. So but until that time and they wouldn't give me one, it was so much worse than I thought. And I, when I first heard you like announce this, I was like, I get it. Like, cause I, ha- and, but some people didn't have that. Like they talk about pain tolerance and I'm like, I can tolerate. I remember like high school soccer. I had a broken arm and I 
played the rest of the game. Like it hurt, but it was kind of like, whatever, I guess like mind over matter. I don't, this was so beyond like what I could take. And as soon as you have an epidural, it's gone. And as soon as the baby's out the pain, but then it's like, they don't talk about a lot of the afterbirth stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like you're wearing a diaper. So it's, <laughs> I'm like the friend that all my friends feel comfortable talking to about it. Cause they're like, we know you're not having one. So we can just, <laughs> yes. <laughs> they don't talk about that. Yeah, enough. Like, mm. I, know. I was, and then nursing makes your uterus go back. Like when it's out and it makes it go back to its normal size, nursing makes the uterus contract back down. And that hurt with my second worse than labor pains. Every time I start to nurse, I was like, ow, 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 ow. And the nurse is like, what, what your stomach? She's like, oh yeah, your uterus is going back to like, yeah, just keep nursing and it'll get smaller. I couldn't, I needed to feed my son, but the contractions of my uterus going back in, I mean, obviously he's here. I had had the baby the day before was so intense that nobody talks about that. Like it, that, that was worse than labor was the cramping when I was nursing. (laughs) And I heard this last week. I learned that some women have milk that leaks out of their armpits. What? Out of their armpits? That that is like a totally normal thing. (laughs) I've never heard that. (laughs) Whoa. Um, There's a lot. Yeah. You're, I don't know. You might be on the right side of things. (laughs) You wouldn't. But there are some people that they love to be pregnant. My mom had four kids. She's like, I love to be pregnant. I never felt better. So it's like, if there is someone who want, loves to feel pregnant and it is willing to do this and you don't want to do it, like an and adoption is not on the table. You want your, is um, that, was that discussed? So, dream situation actually is to have like two and two. <laughs> two oh my gosh. To get two adopted. Wow. Um, just because I kind of want more than two and- Well, I also feel like it's going to be hard for them. It's obviously hard if you're adopted. I do think it'll be a little bit weird to like find out your mom didn't have you, even though she's your mom. Yeah. Um, And I would really like them to have somebody to relate to, to have on their side, to go through life with. Yeah. So that's kind of my thought process. But I think, you know, obviously it's just going to depend on how this all goes um, because I've already hit a pretty large snag in the plan. What? My first appointment with the fertility clinic, they asked all these questions that I've been talking about and apparently had to talk to their board and basically came back and told me that they can't just do a surrogate for somebody who doesn't have a legitimate reason. Why? What is like, like they could get, what, what would happen to them? Like, why would they not? I, that's, they said what they if can't, you do, I, you said you might, you don't even know if you have a legitimate reason, like, right. And, and mental health is not a legitimate reason. You're mental. So and she had kind of alluded early in the meeting that I needed a reason. And I said, like, look, some people physically can't do it. I mentally can't do it. What? And then she had kind of an epiphany of like, okay, yeah, sure. Right. So now she's saying <clears throat> that I have to be diagnosed by a doctor, by a mental doctor. Okay. For like an extreme, there's some, uh, whatever syndrome, I guess that's like fear of pregnancy, but that's a whole nother thing because I I've been to therapy for two years, but I actually broke up with my therapist. He was a guy. I just felt like I had kind of reached my peak with him mm-hmm. and I knew that I was going to go through this journey. So I needed to like find a woman and you don't just find a therapist overnight. Mm-mm. 
Right. I, I agree. Yes. I'm in and therapy even too. If you do, you don't just go to them and be like, I need you to diagnose me with this. Yes. So the doctor calls me and is like, we can't do this. I was like, can we at least start with the egg retrieval process? Like, I don't want to postpone yeah. everything. If we're not going to find a surrogate right now, then fine. But like, can we do that? And she was like, no, I just don't want to waste your money. It's my money. Let me do what I want with my money. Well, and is it just this place or every place is this way? There's really only two places that I can do it here. So that was the first place. That was the one that's oh. like normally the best, has the best reputation. Um, I know people who have gone there, whatever. So do they have a lot I of commercials do. in DC. Cause I feel like I always hear about one. We don't have to say it, but I feel like I know where you're. So there's another one that I did contact. They just actually just called me back today to schedule something, but it's like, um, I, I don't, I really just want to ask them the questions up front. Like, are you going to turn me down? I don't need to go through this whole thing again. Yeah. Here is who I am. They, the first one said that if I came with a friend, if I had a friend who wanted to surrogate, then they would move forward. It was either if I get diagnosed or if I have a friend, but they will not work with a, an agency to help find. Someone. Oh, I got you. You have to provide the surrogate <laughs> yourself. You find them. Yeah. And then it's fine. Yeah. And that's pressure on you to find one of your friends to carry your job. Like, great. Thanks. Right. And that's kind of why too, another reason why I'm talking about it. Cause I'm like, if somebody who's listening wants to be my surrogate, please let me know. Like, yeah, yes, let's make it happen. I promise I'm going to be the chill. I'm not right. I, literally like, I don't really want to know what's going on with your pregnancy. <laughs> like, yeah. Tell right. me, tell me that the baby's okay. And then right. tell me when to come, you're not going like, to be I like, really? <laughs> yeah. What are you doing? Um, did you get exercise today? Did you drink enough water? Like yeah. you're not going to be micromanaging this. No, like I, cause I know that some of these things that people say you shouldn't do during pregnancy, some of them make, you know, don't smoke while you're pregnant. Yeah. Like that makes sense. Um, but if you want to have a glass of wine, like they have no proof that a glass of wine is going to kill your baby. So right. like, you know what it is? I, I can't believe you just said that. Cause I, I would ask doctors about it. Cause I was, I had one in San Diego and one in Virginia and I was like, but like a couple, like one would she be like, if you want to have a glass of wine, like have a glass of wine. And I was like, why is it even a thing? And she's like, here is what it is. Um, we don't know. Like you just said, there's no research. No woman has been like, I'll be the one like test my baby. <laughs> like, I'm just going to drink and see what happens to my child. She goes until a woman signs up for it to be like, yeah, let's do it. No one wants to be that data because right. we don't know what happens. And no mom is going to be like, we'll see what happens to my kid. So I was like, oh, that's a good point. Like, we don't know what happens because nobody wants to be the test of that. But look at all the people who Mm -hmm. supposedly don't know they're pregnant. You know, I actually yes. know somebody <laughs> whose sister just had a baby and had no idea. And she was living her life like at Thanksgiving a week before drinking normally. And, her and they're kid, fine. As of now is fine. I know. <laughs> as of now, <laughs> That's exactly. No, I know. And then I always, I, I don't know. I, I had wine during my pregnancies and like it was in other countries. Like it's not even, I don't even think it's even discussed. They have like wine at lunch and it's like, you're pregnant. I mean, I didn't like drink like shots during my pregnancy, but right. I can't say that I didn't drink wine during, and I had two, but in the, the both doctors were like, it's fine. Especially like, I, I think about, I didn't know I was pregnant with Amaya until like two weeks after our honeymoon. And we were like an all-inclusive <laughs> I drank all day long, like every day when I just got pregnant with her. And so it's like, you don't, as soon as you know, like you're cognizant of it, you're not going to go binge drink, but like, 
Yeah. You're not going to be on top of someone making sure that's why I think if it's your friend, it's almost like better that way that it's not your friend. Cause you wouldn't really see what was happening. Like, I feel like it would be so easy with your friend and casual to be like checking up on it. And like, I don't know, like I would almost want someone that is not my friend. So I could kind of like step back a bit, but yeah, I really like either way. I don't care. Um, I think it would be kind of interesting, cool, maybe a little messy at first, but like <laughs> when they're, when the kids are growing up to be like, this is who that this would is be. Who carried you. I love that. If it like best case scenario, the only thing like, there's so many times it's like, you don't go into business with family or friend, you'll lose the friendship. And it's like, mm-hmm. if something happened and like you lost that friendship or like, I feel like it would be hard for me to not, I heard this on your podcast. Like somebody was like, if they're in, they want to be involved. <laughs> they're like, I cared this baby and they want to like make decisions. And you're like, no, this is my yeah. child. Like, would that be messy? Like how much they wanted to be a part of it. Or if you fell out with that friendship and they're still have that connection, like, I don't know. And that's, I mean, if it's going to be somebody that I know, the three people who we even like kind of talk to, again, they're not doing it, but like who we kind of talk to about it, I know none of them would do that. Like they're all great moms, but they're all chill moms. They're people that will, I mean, they're, they've been in my life my whole life. I don't, we've never really fought. Like I, I don't yeah. see you vetted changing. them. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, well, but yeah, I mean, even a stranger too, it's like, if I think I want to say like, if they want to be in the kid's life in the future, we'll find a way to make that happen. But I get like, it, it would just depend on who they are and like what kind of relationship we build in the meantime. It's, it's, it's tricky because it's not like you didn't adopt someone's child and like the birth right. mom wants to still be in the life. Cause it's your baby. <laughs> like they're yeah. not, they carried the baby. So I don't know how much they would want to be still involved. Like, and then there's people that just do this. Like I obviously just think about Kim Kardashian, like she's done that girl, her surrogate had done it for multiple families. She has her own kids and like, she feels good pregnant. And it's like, it, it's like what they want to do. And if I, I don't know, like I, how does your husband, like, where does he stand on all this? Cause he knew you had the conversations prior to being married, that this was your choice, right? This isn't something that. Yeah. Came up I later. mean, I would say the main conversation that I've had with everybody that I've ever been with in a serious capacity is, are you cool with adoption? Because wow, I'm definitely not going to die without adopting a kid. That's just not going to happen. Um, the surrogate thing happened really with him. I don't know that I ever considered full. I mean, once we got together, that's when I was like, okay, no, I really want like our, I want to see little us running around. Yeah. Yeah. And that's when it was like, okay, but how do I make that happen? I save a lot of money. (laughs) um, And I think he's kind of funny because he'll, he's one of those that's like, whatever you want, we'll make it happen. I'm like, no, this is a bigger deal than that. We have to like, I need to make sure that you're okay with it. Like you're not going to resent me. He's been really good through, through all of this, the past couple of weeks and stuff. Like, you know, there's just been, cause I have, I felt bad that, the only thing that gets me is when you see photos or posts or whatever of like the husbands mm-hmm. and they say, Oh my God, my wife is the strongest person I've ever met. And like, yeah. I just feel like they, they love you anyway beforehand, but then it's like something switches when they see your body go through something crazy. And it's like, yeah. all of a sudden they realize how superhuman women's bodies are. I get and it's that. Like, I'm not, th- there's never going to be that switch. 
Um, but I think him seeing you with the baby, like just seeing you in the middle of the night, like he comes, walks by the room and you're just like rocking the baby and seeing like how tired you are and what you do. Like a woman is a rock star for what her body does, but like what mom, like it's when you have a newborn and it's like how much I do and like getting bottles and stuff. Like he was just like in awe of that, like mothering the child. Yeah. And then he'll look down and see you in his child. Like I get what you're saying about the birth. My husband, like mocks me like he laughs at me about my birth he's like this one was not like with jace my epidural didn't work originally and Ooh. it was i am quite confident that the person the epi what is it epi um what is it called that gives you a oh that like forces the contractions the, or whatever no that puts the oh. get, anesthesiologist oh. yeah gives me the epidural she it was her first one it had to be she was very like she missed first when I'm like, I do have that concern. It's like, you can be paralyzed because it's going into your spine. And then literally she, she did it. And I didn't feel that much yet, but she did the epidural. So it was like in the next 10 minutes or so, you won't be able to feel like waist down. I'm like, sweet. And this is my second one. I've had one before. I was like, I'm ready to not feel anything. Just so happens that my doctor came in say five minutes later and she's like checking, they like check to see how uh, dilated you are. And she's like, I could just break your water right now. But as soon as your water breaks, it's like so much more intense. And she's like, you had your epidural, right? And I was like, yeah, I already got it. Breaks my water leaves. And I'm like, I feel everything. And Marcus is like, what do we like there? I was like, it's not working. I feel everything. I feel everything. All of a sudden, like it got so much more intense because my water broke. They're calling her. No, sorry. Not calling her. She's just chilling. She was like, Oh, you're a lot taller. I think you're just taller. So it wasn't like enough to make it all the way down. And like, whatever the situation is, she can't help me. They're calling the main guy and he's in a different wing of the hospital. So it doesn't sound like long, but for 15 minutes of like the worst active labor already water broke, there was, I felt everything. Like there was nothing I could do. And in those moments, like he was looking at me and like holding my hands and he was like, I felt horrible for you. Cause like, he's like, there was nothing that I could do. So I think that until they gave me the epidural and then I was just like back and like, we were watching jeopardy and like, I felt nothing. And they're like, you're go ahead and push. We're ready. So that he saw me in that 15 minutes. So I know what you're talking there. And he's like, I couldn't have, there was nothing he could do. And I had to get through it. I was like, what was the choice? Like, what could I do? Like, I just had to be in pain until like I came, but I know what you're saying there, but like Amaya's birth, he thinks is hilarious. He's like, you did, you were like, luckily I was there because you were laying on the floor in the hospital. <laughs> so there could also be that. I think I heard you say, um, it's when you said it's not the birth, you said like the sensation of just being pregnant kind of weirded oh. you out. <laughs> yeah. I wish everyone could see your face. It's, oh. Yeah, it's not, it's not good. Um, like, <laughs> It's not good. All my friends are starting are, are, you know, like we're at the age where they're all getting pregnant right now. Uh huh. And luckily my best friend who got pregnant first, she understood, she knew not to do this. So just as an example, at one point I'm over at her house when she's pregnant, I'm visiting, she's in a bathing suit and she like, we're talking and she just turns around and she's like talking to me over her shoulder. And I'm like, what the hell are you doing? She's like, you don't want to see it. I'm like, see, what are you talking about? She's like, the baby's kicking and you can see it through my bathing suit. And I'm like, Nope. nope. And I ran away. I was like, absolutely not. Like, like that is, that is an alien that is literally trying to push its way out of you right now. And you're just like keeping it in there hostage. Yeah. I think just like this, these sentences, like this is your diagnosis. Like you don't, you know that you don't want to do this like mentally. And for someone to say, we're not going to help you have your baby pisses me off.
I don't know. It, this is going to sound weird. Cause I've had two pregnancies. I loved feeling it's almost like reassurance because if I didn't feel the baby move for a couple of days, I'm like, give me something when they kick, I'd be like, okay. So I would like want it, but me now not pregnant thinking about, it feels very odd to me too. Like I, I, I don't want, like, I, I feel like I don't want to do that again and have something because I'm not pregnant right now, if that makes sense. Like it feels weird to me, even though it didn't feel weird thinking about it right now feels very odd to me to have a child kicking around. And that's another thing. So like whenever I get injured myself or like if I am bleeding or whatever, like I stare at it. Right. And it's like, and I don't really get lightheaded. So I do wonder if maybe it would be different because it would be me, but I know, but like you have to risk it's not it. something I really want to risk. Exactly. And then if I was thinking too, it's like, if you had a regret, if you did it, it the first one, you had a surrogate since you're talking about four and you were like, it wasn't as like what I thought, like I, maybe this is something I could do. Like, it's not like you have one shot. You only get one shot. Like I'm Eminem <laughs> and you, you could do it. Be like, you know what? It's not like you couldn't have a baby later. It's not like a one shot thing. And it's, watching somebody else have it isn't going to tell you. I completely support that. You're like, I am not willing to risk my mental health and the physical health of my child and put your like attempt this. And you're trying to say, this is how I feel about this. So it bothers me that somebody is not taking that into account in your mental health and being like, listen, she's very self-aware. She's saying this. So we move forward with surrogacy. Like you don't need a document to say, like, you're saying it. It's not like a doctor's coming. Like, I don't know if this person should be pregnant. I'm feeling these things. Like you're saying it. It's mm-hmm. like, she doesn't realize you realize. So. They, that's like, well, shit, where was I going with this? I, I was saying, you understand could, um, that they should not just like take anybody like her words were, we can't just take anybody off the streets who, who's too busy to have a kid and give them a surrogate. And wow. I was like, I, I under, Understand that kind of a little bit like, yeah, I understand it. I guess if you're too busy to be pregnant at all, you're probably too busy to be a mom. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, talk to me, get to know me a little bit. Yeah. Realize that like the depression that I have in my family is generations deep. Um, I yeah. have signs of it in like winter. I have definitely have winter depression and, I don't, and I, I know that so many people have postpartum depression and come out of it. So, and like, it sucks that they have to do it. I'm so glad that they come out of it. But my job also, outside of just being able to live with it, my job requires me to at least be able to fake it. Yeah, exactly. And, and if I'm in a place where I can't fake it, then I can't make money, then I can't take care of this kid. <laughs> and you're, cons- you know that it's, the depression, everything with the pregnancy, you don't want to risk that. Like, are you concerned at all? The, just like the stress that like when you're a mom, is it, they're like, here's the baby and this is your child. And you're like, that it would come on then. Like, is that a concern yeah. that like being a mom for the first time is, I, I feel like I'm one of those people that was born to be a mom. Yeah. So like, and I, whatever. That's like making me teary. eyed. <laughs> no, it's fine. I agree. I know. I believe you. Like, I know that you, I want to see you as a mom and I feel like you should do it however you want to do it. Like, and you should be able and to. It's, it's like, I'm having, a, I feel like I'm having, I'm such a workaholic. And I do think that my husband kind of worries about that because he sees how much I work and he's worried about, will I make time? But I work because I need to, like, I just need to constantly be doing something. Oh my gosh. 
there's a kid to take care of, then work is easily number three. You know, it's just, I'll have a million other things to do. Um, yeah, I get that. My sister's that way. I, part of me is like, I do wonder if you had that instant moment that so many people talk about that. Like, as soon as you have your baby, it's just like, Oh my God, you're in love. But now I've talked to other people that are like, I didn't have that for a long time anyway. And I had my own kid. Like, it was just like, Oh God, I have something I got to take care of. And then you just like grow to realize what is happening. <laughs> my, so I had it immediately with both my kids, but my mom has told me that she didn't have it with me. <laughs> She's like, I was like, okay. She's like, it's just, you're not what I pictured. And I was kind of like, I was 25. <laughs> and she's like, I was just like, this is not, you have something in your head. And like when you're pregnant, like this is our bit, or you look at your husband and you look at you and you're like, it'll probably, she's like, you didn't look, she's like, I didn't bond right away. I was like, sweet. Okay. Um, but I did, I mean, ugly. <laughs> <laughs> my baby, Amaya, like, obviously, you know, my husband is black for anyone that's listening in my mind, this chunky mixed baby with the curly hair I had in my mind was going to be my baby. And we didn't get into this, but I had a kind of a traumatic birth with Amaya. She was not breathing uh, when she came out. Yeah. So yeah, then I'm just helping you out with it. Not do this. Yeah. Um, they were like, breathe, baby, breathe, baby. And I, I had to have been in shock because I wasn't crying. I wasn't that concerned. Like I just had, she wasn't crying. They took her and, and they put her on a little thing and they took her right to the ICU. Marcus went with them and it was like, I was having a baby. Then two seconds later, I was alone in a room. Nobody was there. And, um, they took Amaya. but so I hadn't seen her. I saw her, they held her up. Um, we didn't know what it was. Marcus like, it's a girl. So I knew it was a girl. And then she was gone. So they, I don't hold my first baby and they take me to my room out of the delivery room to like my postpartum room. And I'm calling the ICU, calling the uh, NICU. And they're like, she's stable. She's breathing, but there are other babies here that aren't. So we can't have visitors. And I'm like, I have not touched my baby. I gave birth. I didn't, she didn't go on my chest. And like, thankfully she went to where she could breathe. So I'm calling. And then finally, like this nurse came in, I'm just crying. And I was like, I don't, I haven't seen my baby. And she's like, Oh, you're going to see your baby. So she puts me in a wheelchair. I'm still not allowed to hold the baby. Cause my, had all these things on her, but I, I get wheeled in and I see this baby and I just like, Hey baby, ready. Like, where's my baby? And they're like, no, Mrs. Washington right here. Like, this is your baby. And I was like, no, like she was white, white. Yeah. She had poker straight black. It almost looked like a wig. Someone stuck a wig on it. The most black hair I've ever seen, like a wig, very straight. Her eyes looked um, like very almond shaped. Like I was like, not at all. <laughs> when I, was picturing, I was like this one. She's like that. Yeah, it's your baby. And that, like that moment, I was like, huh. <laughs> and I'm thinking like, Marcus is like, we, it's just not what I expected. Like I loved her as soon as I touched, like I held her, but like not anything. And now she looks like mixed, but like this baby was not what I expected. But I think the fact that like, I didn't get to bond with her right away. I didn't hold her till the next day, like touch her till the next day. She was just That's like in this thing. Yeah, that's wild. I've wondered. So I know that they say like all babies come out pink, right? So that's what we should all remember. But so how long does it take for the pigment to come in? That is a good. Well, every with mixed babies, everybody's so di they can get like different amounts. Like Jace, oh. my son's is so much darker than my daughter, especially in the summer. Um, Amaya's very fair skinned. Um, she still kind of look. She looks like Moana. She looks like like she's from the islands. Mm -hmm. Like she doesn't mm -hmm. look. Um, her skin is like the color of mine, but her hair is super dark, but my son is darker complexion and has brown hair. So in the summertime, melanin is popping and they're a lot darker, but 
as far as like, when does it come in? I feel like Amaya is pretty fair skinned. Like she doesn't, I don't know. And then it's like the whole racial identity. Like we had to have that conversation. She asked me the other day, it's six. It's the first time we've had the conversation. Cause I'm like, I talk about it on my show. I'm like, how do I, I don't want to put pressure on her or like this new, she stresses everything. I don't want to be like, Hey, guess what? You're also different. And so I don't. And she plays with my, uh, cousins, like my sister's kids are blonde hair, blue eyes. We just moved to Atlanta where all my husband's uh, family is and they're black. She plays with both of them. She looks obviously like neither side. She's never asked a question. And then we're going to bed the other night. I'm like rubbing her back and she's laying there. And she asked me about this little girl in uh, my son's class. Um, she had gotten an accident. We were praying for her. And she's like, is she like you? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, is she like, and I'm like, oh God, here we go. She goes, is she beige? And I was like, oh, oh. I go, yeah. <laughs> I don't know where she got it. But I was like, yeah, she's beige. Um, and then she's like, okay. Like she was satisfied. And then she, I was like, what other colors are there? She's like, brown. And I go, yeah, who's brown? And she's like, Nana, daddy. And I was like, right. So she's like done again. And then I'm like, I gotta just like finish this out. I was like, so what are you? And she's like, brown and beige, I guess. And I was like, that's exactly right. And I walked downstairs and I was like, pour me a drink, Marcus. I just had the racial identity. It went great. And he was like, what? I was like, she said she's beige and brown. And he was like, oh, like very matter of fact, like she didn't have any other questions. They look at it very much like crayon color. Like I'm not Mm -hmm. white. I don't look like a white piece of paper. Daddy's not black, like a black magic marker, brown and beige. And she's beige and brown. And I was like, all right, my work is done here. Jace thinks he's I a love T-Rex. That beige, so we, though. That's like such a grown up But I was like, so somebody had to have told her that. But like, I was like, what a great beige. I'm not white. I'm beige. Like she's looking at a literal color. And yeah, mm-hmm. we're good. My friend, she is in a mixed relationship too. And she, it's her kids are, I think around the middle one is six. And like, she just loves shouting out. She's like, daddy's brown, mommy's white. Like she just constantly yells it out. <laughs> Pride. Well, someone told me, um, to explain it like this, um, the woman that I had on is black and her husband's white. And she was like, when I told my daughter, I was like, you know, mommy's black. I'm just black. Daddy's white. He's just white. You get to be both you're black and white. And she's like, I am. And she's like, she loved it. She would go to school. I'm black and white. And they were like, we know she's like, she didn't stress it. It was like, you get to be both. And I was like, what a great way to put it. Like, yeah. I love that. So I did the yeah. same. I was like, you're beige and Brown. Like that's the coolest ever. Like you're both, you don't have to pick. Um, so yep. I don't know. It never came up again, but we just handled <laughs> that. I just appreciate how open you are about this and I want, that's exactly what I want the show to be is like for someone to be listening, obviously somebody sees surrogacy and they're like, Oh, I'm interested in this and feels not alone. Like after listening to like a authentic conversation, everything that you're saying, I feel like is a valid concern for your mental health. And I support you. And I feel like anybody that would have anything else to say about that. First of all, it's not their body. They're not carrying this baby. And if if they want to, they can call you (laughs) because you're actually (laughs) looking, if you really have something to say. Please. and want to carry the baby, then you can have an opinion. Um, your husband is supportive of it. The only thing, it just frustrates me about mental health, not being a factor in moving forward. It should be just maybe more so mentally or they the work healthcare out. Healthcare system is just like its own. It, it's a problem, right? It's like, there's a whole nother aspect of it of if you're looking through your, I was looking through my giant insurance book. And it's Mm -hmm. like all the things that it covers, but infertility is not covered. Like you're going to cover, you're going to cover everything for someone who can have a kid 
on their own. Everything's wow. covered. But the second they can't have it, you won't pay for a, a penny, a penny, not even yeah. test. Like, yeah, there's nothing that is covered if you are unable to have a kid. And then it's also like if somebody. OK, so I am very blessed, privileged, whatever you want to say, that I have a job where I'm able to save money and, and hopefully pay for this kid. Yeah. But then people are trying to stop me from spending my money the way exactly. I want. Like I'm, I'm trying to give you a lot of money. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And I'm sure there are people that, like we really want surrogacy, but we just can't afford it. Do you have a payment plan? You're like, here's my check. I, I have planned for this. I've been very responsible about moving forward with this. And they're like, I, it, it bothers me very much. I want to like get behind this. Like you are trying to bring your child into the world in the healthiest way for everyone involved. Your husband supports it. Like, I don't understand you you can pay for it. I don't under, like you need to be diagnosed. Like, I don't know. And I hear it to you too, about like you're 34. I had my first at 34. I get it. You're like, well, we're just wasting time. Um, cause you won't do the egg retrieval. Like it's frustrating. I'm frustrated for you. And they said too, it's like, if we go through an agency, the waiting list as of now is a year. So it's like, mm. that means I'm two years away from having a kid. Like that's, a long time. And have you put that out? Like you've said, like, I'm looking for a surrogate, like contact me. People. Have, yeah. Have you, I mean, on my show a couple of times, it's, have you heard? There's only so many times you can say it. <laughs> you want me to say it? Can I say annoying. it on my platform? Yeah. Okay. I mean, I want to be like, people are like, are you having a baby? No, but I, if someone is, if someone truly enjoys being pregnant and it's not like loves to be pregnant and it can make money, like, I'm sure that there's somebody that'd be willing to be a surrogate, but I'm sure you'd want them in the, well, I'm still pretty connected. I have the no, DC. They, I, they do not need to be here. I don't <laughs> no. think, I mean, they probably need to come up here for like a couple appointments, I guess, but that's on us to pay for it. Um, and have the baby yeah, there. I mean, or you would go wherever. Point, yeah. Well, they would, we would have to, so I think the birth can happen anywhere. Mm -hmm. But you'd be there. Um, you'd but just I think go to they them. would have to come up here to get, the baby inserted. Get the, exactly. We need you for a second just to get things going. And then, yeah. And it's somebody that's yeah. had multiple kids and is just like, I got this. Like, I know, I mean, it almost like feels like, but like if it's your first, you're like, well, you obviously know what you're doing. You know how to have a baby. It gives you like comfort and mental sanity that like this person has had babies and, and is opting in to do it again. It'll be fine. My mom, oh my God, my mom sent a, te a group text to my brother and I. She didn't realize it was a group text. Oh, geez. She goes, I just checked. It's because I'm, I'm done with menopause. I can't carry your baby. And I'm like, that's so cute that she wanted mom, to. <laughs> you, I'm glad to know that you've made it through menopause. I'm glad to know that you care enough, but like no chance would you have carried my baby. <laughs> yeah, that could get tricked. Just the mother-daughter relationship. I don't think I could opt into that either. Um, no. so down the road, where do you see, you see like four kids, like, are you adopting from like other countries, like a multicultural family? Have you, I would like to, that's, that's always in the dream is that I want to have, I would like to adopt siblings from an orphanage elsewhere in a country elsewhere. I don't really I love that. Have a preference on age. Um, wow. I, you like if I, I would also be totally fine later in life. I don't, this wouldn't be like one of my first kids or whatever, but assuming 
everything goes well with the kids that I yes, do have. It will. I think it would be great to adopt like a 15, 16 year old. It'd be hard as hell. Yeah. But I just think that like people forget about them and yeah, them everybody wants a baby. Success. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyone that is listening to this, like, what do you want them to take away from it? Like anybody that's questioning that you're opting in for surrogacy, like, what do you say? Um, I think that we should just always be, just let people do what they want to do. Right. Um, whatever that may be besides kill people, probably don't let people kill someone, (laughs) but I'm on board for that. Um, if like, if you have bad comments, keep them to yourself. If you have helpful, like, um, I don't want to say constructive criticism. I don't know that that's like the proper thing to say in this situation, but warning signs, like I'm all for learning about what the hell I'm getting into. Mm -hmm. Um, but be, I don't know, be supportive of the people that are just trying to make their life what they want it to be. Thank you so much for listening to the squats and margaritas podcast. If you haven't subscribed, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss an episode. And I'll see you next week for a brand new episode of Squats and Margaritas.